Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk Podcast. The Story Walk Podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. The Story Walk Podcast is supported by 10adventures.com. Go on 10 adventures to find great family adventures in over 60 countries on Earth. Imagine a family-friendly safari in the Serengeti, exploring Inca ruins in Peru, a cycling holiday on car-free roads in Germany, and many, many more great ideas. To find all the great family adventure ideas and to make memories that will last a lifetime, check out 10adventures.com family. Now, on to today's story. It's a beautiful spring morning and we're walking by the creek and today is a story about our good friend Booger McFarland. Booger had been very happy. He'd been buying many wonderful cubic zirconiums on the Home Shopping Network. He had fallen in love and actually had a girlfriend. He had more than enough money to buy as many hot dogs and sodi pops as he could consume. But as he sat Watching TV one day, he started to wonder, there must be more to life than this. That feeling kept going day after day. And although life was nice, Booger felt that something was missing. He didn't know what to do. And he realized he had to ask his friend Keith. Keith, said Booger, do you ever feel there's more to life than just Watching TV and eating hot dogs, drinking soda pops? Keith looked at him. I sure do not think there's more to life than that. That is a good life. I was put on this earth to do that. Booger looked at him. Really? Said Booger. Well, said Keith. I've heard some people say they want more from life, but not me. I'm happy with those three things. Booger looked at him, uncertain. Then Keith went on. But I've heard of people going on a road trip around the world, trying to find themselves, understanding things like art, history, different cultures, ancient peoples, breathing different air, eating different food. And they come back at the end totally changed. Booger's eyes were wide. That sounds pretty good, said Booger. Well, you won't find me doing that, said Keith. I am happy where I am. With that, Keith walked away, went into the kitchen, made himself a couple hot dogs. While Booger, sitting in his chair, thought deeply about what he'd just heard. As the day turned to night, And then the night turned to morning. Booger sat in his chair, thinking about what Keith has said. As the sun rose, Booger had made a decision. I'm going to go and find myself and explore the great places and learn all about history and art. I want to find out the meaning of life. Booger took out his phone and started searching. He knew very little about the world. He hadn't been the best student 
and was mostly interested in the home shopping club which unfortunately has very little information on history or current events. Booger didn't even know the name of the state he lived in. He was not much into details, but as he typed away in his phone, he became very excited. As he looked into the greatest places to travel on earth, he was captivated by the thoughts of things he'd never imagined he could see. Sounds he'd never imagined he could hear. Tastes and smells that would be new to him. Without even going to bed, he got a cooler, filled it with, with hot dogs and buns. Got a backpack and put some cleanish underwear and a bottle of water in it. And he went out to his car and started his drive. While driving, Booger listened to his favorite cassette in the car stereo system. It was a sound of him cooking about a thousand hot dogs on the campfire. He loved the sound of the sizzling. It made him feel calm and happy. He drove for eight hours that day. Then he pulled out a blanket and he slept in the car, not wanting to get out. The next day he drove for another eight hours. Soon he entered a small town with signs, big signs, saying museum and pointing this way and that way. Booger pulled in to a parking lot and looked ahead. He had a euphoric smile on his face for he knew this was a treasured place he had come to. The Museum of Baked Goods, he said as he walked towards the entrance. I am so excited to be here. He paid his admission and walked inside. He was not interested in incredible cakes, flaky pie crusts, or pizza doughs. No, he was not interested in those, nor was he interested in muffins, phyllo pastries, or even gingerbread cookies. In fact, he wanted to see nothing about cookies at all. He had come to see an incredible exhibit known as the History of Buns. Inside this exhibit, there were photos of famous buns from time immemorial, including ancient drawings from long off civilizations where they drew their favorite types of buns. This is what Booger wanted to understand. And as he walked through the museum halls, he was greeted with these incredible images. Sure, some were round buns, which were not Booger's favorite type of buns. Hidden amidst the, amidst the history of buns were some incredible hot dog buns, including some very unique buns from Saxon Europe. Incredible sausage buns from the Roman days and even a photo of the inside of King Tut's tomb, which was decorated with hieroglyphics that clearly looked like hot dog buns. Booger walked through the exhibits again and again and again, each time more and more amazed at this amount of history. Booger could actually feel himself becoming more intelligent and understanding 
maybe not what life was about, but understanding more about buns, hot dog buns and hamburger buns. For a split second, Booger had an epiphany. What would happen if he cut a hot dog in two and put it in a hamburger bun? Would that still be a hot dog? It surely couldn't be a hamburger. Would he have to refer to that as a sandwich of some sort? As he pondered this, he walked out. Just then, a voice shouted, Hey, you! Booger stopped. What had he done? He'd only taken pictures of the buns. He looked behind. An enormous security guard was walking towards him. You! Get back here! Booger looked around. He was the only one there. He walked back to the security guard, worried. What would happen next? The security walked up. He had a very mean-looking face. He said, Were you just in the bun museum? Booger quietly said, Yeah, yeah yes I was. And did you take anything? Booger looked up. No, no I didn't take anything. Well, you're supposed to take a ticket. Just then, the big security guard reached into his pocket and pulled out what Booger was worried would be a knife or a gun. Instead, it was a small ticket with the word free on it. Here's your ticket. You get a free hot dog in the cafeteria. Booger dropped to his knees. Tears overcame him. He reached up to grab the ticket from the security guard's hands and he started to weep. The security guard was very, very surprised at what was happening. This was not your standard reaction to a free hot dog. Slowly, the security guard backed away, keeping his eyes on Booger and his hands on his flashlight with one hand and his walkie-talkie with the other. He thought Booger might be a little bit deranged. The farther the security guard got away, the louder Booger's wails became. Booger couldn't believe it. What generosity, without even knowing him, they had given him a free hot dog. Booger wondered to himself, how would the world be different if there were more free hot dogs given out? Would that stop war and fighting and hatred? He wasn't sure, but he thought it just might. Booger went to the cafeteria and he got a hot dog and it was a sweet, delicious, spiritual hot dog. After that, he went to the gift shop and got numerous t-shirts showing different famous buns. He couldn't wait to get home to show them to his friends and wear this incredible and important historical t-shirt memorabilia. It was getting late in the day. As the museum was closing, Booger walked out. He got in his car, but he couldn't leave. This had been one of the most incredible days of his life. So he pulled up his blanket and fell asleep as the sun set over the Museum of Baked Goods. Booger woke up the next morning and only had a short drive two towns over. He had planned his route so he could visit the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. This had always been a place that Booger had been excited, chronicling 15 of the most famous hot dogs in the world. There was a hot dog 
that had been recovered from the sinking of the Titanic. There was the hot dog that Winston Churchill had ate when World War II ended and other incredible hot dogs. Booger walked in and immediately went to the Hall of Fame and browsed photos of each of the hot dogs. In fact, one of the hot dogs, a hot dog taken to the top of Mount Everest and partially consumed by Sir Edmund Hillary, the very first person to climb to the top of Mount Everest, had been covered with a sort of clear plastic looking like it had just been cooked the day before. Booger stared deeply at this hot dog, surprised to find out that the incredible Sir Edmund Hillary preferred mustard with quite a lot of relish on his hot dog. A type of hot dog that Booger didn't mind but wasn't his favorite. As Booger wandered the halls of the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, littered with exhibits from famous points in time in the history of hot dogs, Booger realized how vast and varied the earth was and how much had actually happened and how throughout history hot dogs had been there. In fact, one of his favorite exhibits was of the first mission to the moon where the astronauts had eaten almost exclusively hot dogs combining the dubious nutritional value with a taste sensation. Bugert sat in the final exhibit, an empty room, and at the very center, a single hot dog. He sat there for what felt like minutes, deep, deep in thoughts. And it was only at 7 p.m. when he was gently roused by the security guard saying, excuse me, sir, the museum's about to close. You'll have to leave, I'm sorry. That Booger realized he had been in this silent room for seven hours, staring, wondering, dreaming about the world he lived in and the hot dogs and what he would have seen had he been a hot dog. As ludicrous as that sounds, a human deciding to be a hot dog. That night, Booger, sleeping in his car, had the most incredible dreams. He dreamt he was in charge of a herd of camels taking a cooler full of hot dogs across the Silk Road from Europe to China. He imagined sailing from Portugal, discovering the Caribbean islands in the early 1500s and feasting on hot dogs to celebrate their discovery. But his favorite dream was coming to the Inca Empire and bringing a tribute for their kings of a dozen hot dogs, ketchup, relish, and mustard, and introducing this incredible food to these ancient rulers. He woke up refreshed and drove the entire day, eager to see the relish memorial. He arrived as the sun set. He was the only person there. There was an enormous bottle of relish, the size of a skyscraper inscribed at the bottom were the words, once loved, now almost forgotten. Booger welled up as he read that. He realized he too had stopped using relish years ago 
What had once been one of his favorite condiments was now a mere afterthought. He didn't even know if he had any relish in his house. He looked around. It hadn't looked like there'd been anyone that day to the memorial. And he grew sad. How had all of humanity forgotten about this delicious condiment? Was this what was going to happen to other condiments? He definitely hoped not. And with this, he was sad. Sad at how times had changed. But he knew life would go on. He made it a personal mission to always have a jar of relish handy. He then drove for three days across the country, coming to the incredible Rocky Mountains. He went deep into the mountains, first on a highway, then on a small single lane road, then on a dirt road, then on what looked like a donkey track, until he got to the base of Mount Mustard. Mount Mustard was a holy place for hot dog aficionados, a place where they came to commune with a spiritual leader called Ned. Ned had been an accountant for many years until he realized that he had a spiritual quest to fulfill and that involved mustard. Booger climbed Mount Mustard. It was neither easy nor was it challenging. It was the perfect climb and as he came to the top there sat a man looking ever so serene. It turned out he was actually asleep as Ned had just fed on a passel of hot dogs. Booger cleared his throat. <coughs> Hello? Ned's eyes opened warily and slowly. My name is Ned. I am the mystical master of Mustard Mountain. Booger looked at him. Could this be the famous mystic? As Booger thought about who Ned might be, Ned beckoned him over. The enormous gold rings on every finger glistening. Come here! Booger went closer. Ned motioned to Booger to kneel down. Booger kneeled down, unsure of what to do. Ned then motioned for Booger to open his mouth. Booger did. Just then, a squeezed bottle of mustard appeared and Ned squirted Booger's mouth full of mustard. Booger started to choke, not being used to so much mustard. As he choked, his life flashed between his eyes. He saw all the incredible things and the things he wanted to do. He realized his life was incomplete and he had been ignoring a powerful drive he had to fulfill at least one of his destinies. Booger came too with Ned the Mystic giving him the Heimlich maneuver. Booger's face and shirt were covered in mustard. Ned looked at him. Ah, uh, sorry, I gave you a bit too much mustard. <laughs> you won't sue me, will you? I promise not to do it again. Booger shook his head and then left, walking down the mountain. He knew exactly what he must do. He knew his destiny. He drove east across many states. He drove until he reached the Atlantic Ocean. And once there, he started looking 
for a place called Coney Island. He parked his car illegally and got out on foot. He was sure he could smell hot dogs. He let his nose guide him as he wandered. First to the left, then to the right. Up one street, down another. Before he knew it, he saw a stage and on it, tray after tray of hot dogs. He read the sign, hot dog eating contest. Booger had dreamed of unlimited hot dogs. And here he was at the world famous Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Booger went up and asked the man calmly, can I sign up for the hot dog eating contest? The man looked at him. Yeah, this is for professionals. You look like an amateur. Booger got worried. He had just discovered his destiny. Would it be destroyed already? The man looked into Booger's eyes as if he was looking into Booger's soul and said, I see this means a lot to you. What's your name? Booger looked up. My name's Booger McFarlane, and I'm going to win this competition. The old man chuckled gently, wrote down his name, and he said, I hope you're hungry. You're up next. Booger smiled. He wasn't hungry. He was famished. He hadn't eaten in the entire drive out to New York City. Just then a bell went, and Booger came up on the stage. There were screaming crowds, excited, for this was the world championship of hot dog eating. Booger looked to his side, then his other side. The competitors didn't seem that hungry, to be honest. And here was Booger, completely famished. A man came on stage, grabbed a microphone, and explained the instructions. Booger didn't hear a thing, except when the bell goes. You gotta eat the hot dogs as quick as you can. Booger looked down. He had about a hundred hot dogs before him. He raised his hand. What if I can eat more than these hundred hot dogs? The crowd laughed. More than a hundred hot dogs. The record was 72, set by the famous Swedish hot dog eater, Hot Dog Johansson, over 20 years ago. The man on the stage said, We'll get you more hot dogs, don't you worry. I think a hundred are more than enough for you. Booger started to protest, but the man just waved his hand. We're starting in 30 seconds. Booger looked down at his hot dogs. He was already visualizing in his mind, his arms going down, his left hand reaching the first hot dog and bringing it to his mouth. While he put that hot dog in his mouth, the right hand would reach down and get another hot dog. As Booger was doing this, he was thinking, should I try and have two hot dogs in each hand and eat them by twos? That would maybe allow him to go twice as fast. But would his mouth be able to handle so many hot dogs at once? He was pondering this with a depth he had rarely exhibited. So much so he didn't hear the bell go. He came to when the crowd was yelling his name. He looked over. The other competitors had each had a couple hot dogs already. Booger reached down with his left hand, just like he'd visualized it. But he had grabbed three hot dogs. 
As he brought it to his mouth, he thought, can I eat three hot dogs at once? He put them in. They tasted of sweet, sweet hot dog nectar. And he barely had to chew. The hot dogs just went straight down. As he put them in, his right hand was grabbing three more. And as that hand came up, his left hand went down and got three as well. The crowd, initially screaming in a frenzy, was now silent. They'd never seen a man or a woman eat two hot dogs at a time. But here was this new contestant, an amateur, taking three down at a time. After one minute, Booger was in the lead. He looked up, he smiled. These hot dog eating professionals couldn't even eat as well as Keith. At that point, Booger knew he was gonna win. The question was by how much? Within 15 minutes, they'd brought out another 100 hot dogs for Booger. The record held for over 20 years by Hot Dog Johansson was broken. It was now Booger McFarland, the world record holder for hot dog eating. As the final bell went, the other contestants had long since stopped eating. The whole crowd was shouting, Booger, Booger, Booger. Booger, when he heard the bell, looked up. The crowd went wild. The man with the microphone came over and said, Mr. McFarlane, you are a new world champion of the greatest hot dog eating contest the world's ever seen. And even more, you've set the world record, destroying the record, set 22 years ago by Hot Dog Johansson. What do you got to say for yourself? Booger smiled, looked down. There was still about 25 more hot dogs. He took the microphone to his mouth and said, am I allowed to eat the rest of these hot dogs? I'm still a little bit hungry. The crowd erupted. They were going crazy, cheering and screaming. They brought over an enormous, enormous trophy for Booger. The very top of which had a perfectly formed hot dog. They also brought him one of those enormous checks you see. Checks as big as a car. On it, it said Booger McFarland. And the amount, one million dollars. Booger was smiling. He spent the rest of the day signing autographs and taking photos. And that night went to his car, parked near T Coney Island and went to sleep. In the morning he woke up and drove home. The first place he went was the bank. He struggled in with this enormous check, hoping to cash it right away and take a little bit of money out to go buy groceries. However, the man at the till would not accept this enormous check and tried to explain there'd be a different check that Booger would get. Sure enough, the phone rang and the hot dog eating contest organizers asked for his address so they could send him the real check. Booger gave him the address and then he went home. Booger's incredible journey was done and he sat and pondered. He had seen the most wonderful sights in the world. He had thought some of the most interesting thoughts he'd ever done. He discovered his destiny and fulfilled it. And he realized the world can be a better place if you reflect on the importance of hot dogs, what they've seen and how 
by giving a man or a woman a hot dog when they need it most. You can bring a smile to their face. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.